They put on the helmet and pads. Flattened by a reader, short of the line of scrimmage. And make the big plays. Here comes Merciless, Jack fumble, and the Texans have the ball. Now it's time for Texans players to take you inside the game. Got that first hit? You always need that first hit just to get into the rhythm. And they'll take you outside the white lines, too. That was just a fun little tweet I sent out, but I was like, didn't expect it to blow up the way it did. Oh, my goodness. Welcome to the Fuddruckers Texans Players Show. Live from Fuddruckers with your hosts, Mark Vandermeer, D.P. Sadu, and Drew Doherty. Ladies and gentlemen, we are in Stafford at Fuddruckers. Great location, great crowd here tonight. Mark Vandermeer, Drew Doherty, D.P. Sidhu. And tonight we are joined by Whitney Merciless. How about it for Whitney? Oh, it's good to see you. It's good to have some burgers and fries and see Whitney. Okay, so how you doing, by the way? We haven't talked in a while. Yeah, I'm doing well, I'm doing well. Uh, got the soreness out for sure, and mm-hmm. then, you know, from the first game and uh, just trucking along now, just uh, you know, just getting prepared for our next game. That's is, about it. Is that a thing, kind of? I mean, you you play a full game, obviously, in the opener, and then week two, and your body's got to get reacclimated to this whole football thing, right? Yeah, I'd say after. Uh, yeah, well, I've been out of football for a, a little bit because yeah. due to the injury last year, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, I completely forgot what it feels like to be you know, <laughs> after a game, and I was hurting. I mean, I couldn't even turn my neck. Couldn't even get out of my bed. I couldn't even walk. I was like, oh, man, football sucks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's funny because DJ Reader was here last mm. week, and he said the same thing. He said neck mm-hmm. is the thing that's most sore. And he said at the, after that week one game, that Monday is the worst one. And I would think it would mm-hmm. be like week 15, 16, 17 that would be the worst. Yeah. Does it get better and then it gets worse again, or is that really the worst game of the year because you're just reacclimating the football? Yeah, there's definitely flow to it. Um, you know, the first, it, definitely the first week is, like, terrible on your body because, like, after you, you're done hitting, it's like you're going through full speed, hitting, you know, tackling, dry, like, falling on the ground, things like that, and pretty much after the game, you're just like, ah, man, that hurts. But then you get acclimated to it. It, your body's used to it, to hitting, running, yeah, falling on the ground, doing all that. And then by the time that, like, towards, like, probably the end of the season, you're kind of tired because of the repetition, the repetitive force that you're going mm. through and all that. Then by the time you, you make it to the playoffs, feel fine again. Adrenaline. Yeah. Adrenaline kicks in. That's it. What about uh, on the field? How much or how long did it take you to acclimate, if at all? Because you know, this is one of the longest layoffs you've ever had as a football player, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah. Uh, as, far it, as, a, as far as regular season action. Yeah. Right, exactly, exactly. Yeah, no doubt. You know, the thing is you have to play in full-speed games in order to get acclimated to the speed of the game. Yeah. Um, to play, like, to rush the passer, to stop a run, to go through the blocks full speed, things of that nature. And so – Definitely got acclimated within these last two weeks um, within the game. And so I feel definitely confident in myself now. Um, my body had to get adjusted. You know, a couple of nicks and bruises here uh, just have to heal over and then just yeah, really focus, lock in for this week and uh, go get a W. Whitney, on Tuesdays I do a lot of out-of-town radio interview stuff, and they're all asking me about the pass rush. But last week that was not really the thing, right, mm-hmm. because they were getting rid of the ball so quickly. They were actually running out of the wildcat. There weren't a lot of opportunities with these deep drops and quarterback holding the ball. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, game plan situations, especially, for, for example, for the Titans. Uh, they had a lot of guys out there, two, two best tackles, actually three best tackles, and then uh, the quarterback, Mariota, so they had to change up their game plan. What are we going to do in order to not let this pass rush get started and uh, really get these guys off their mark? Um, so, you know, they 
came out with the Wildcat, and then also just a lot of flash plays. Uh, only maybe one or two boots, that's what we've seen, and then, mm -hmm. and then out of those, maybe 10 other quick passes that we've seen, mostly a lot of screens. So it was like a lot of like misdirection, get these guys running, really just, uh, you know, just cut them with the run and just keep pounding the ball. It seemed like, though, I was watching from the end of the second quarter through the third quarter, you guys were like three and out, three and out, three and out, and things really started clicking both for offense and the defense. Mm -hmm. What changed during that time? Because it seemed like you guys were making a run to come back, and it seemed like things were looking up in the Texans' favor. But what was going on in that third quarter that you guys were so successful in keeping them off the field? Guys just settled down. That's, a, that's one of the biggest things. Um, you know, we were really – for the last two games, I'd say we were really gung-ho, um, really amped up and all that. And, uh, you know, we're all just trying to go out there and make a play and put a lot of pressure on ourselves. To Then we have to just tell ourselves, hey, just slow down, relax, let the game come to you. That's it. That's right. all you got to do. Just do your job, and the game is going to come. That's it. And by the time the third, the quarter, third quarter came around, uh, that's when things started being on the up and up, and we had a chance to win these games. But we got to be able to do that early on and start from the beginning. She brought up the stats. You know, those over the last three quarters, you allow two field goals, and the one touchdown you allow, it's really in the first quarter. Mm -hmm. You guys, and I've talked to a few of your teammates about this offline. You're this close. Is yeah. that is that one of the most encouraging things for you guys? I know you, you always got to come out with a W, but <laughs> you're this close, not on just defense, but yeah. offensively too. I mean. It, it could be blowout city yeah. if, it, if you guys change things around that way. Yeah, no doubt. You know, yeah, and look at, dissecting the game and just looking at the uh, defaults that we've had, both offense, defense, special teams as well, too. If we just clean up a few things here and there, I mean, we win these games. I mean, it, and also these offenses don't score as many points as they do. Um, so we don't get scored on on special teams play. Also, defense shuts them out, three and out, three and out, three and out, or turnover, score for a touchdown, things like things of that nature. So if we do that, we went, we're 2-0, and then we just continued that on. But seeing that, seeing how good we potentially can be, and if we just going to go out and out there and just do it, I'm telling you, we're going to be able to win a lot of football games. On the one hand, you got to tip your hat to how they planned, you know, these quick passes. That's happened the last two weeks. Yeah. But on the other hand, how frustrating is that for you guys as a defense, <laughs> not getting to, to really tee off and do what you guys do best? It's very frustrating. As a pass rusher, you, your job is literally, I mean, you go get the quarterback, yeah. strip sacks, and all that. But when they game plan, and – that's what the NFL is all about, is you game plan so that you don't allow these great players to be able to make a play. you got to get the ball out quick. That's what Tom Brady did last week. Brable and his team, uh, they knew we can't get to let this rush get started. Let's run the ball and let's just keep pounding this thing. Also, we don't have Mariota, so we've got to be able to make sure that Gabbard, he gets the ball out quick, or, we, or we're just going to have to screen it. And it seemed like the last two weeks, Texans got in a hole early, mm -hmm. so then they didn't have to throw the ball as much. So. Yeah. You know, how do you reverse that heading into this week against the Giants? Giants seem to have the same issue mm -hmm. where they're not scoring until the second half. So yeah. how, do you, how do you reverse that so you guys are sort of on the same page from the jump? Yeah. So it, going into practice this week, uh, we've got to be locked in, honed in, uh, as far as watching the film, seeing what, we, uh, what we're seeing. Also, understanding what we did so poorly in these last two games so that we don't repeat it. It's a copycat league, so whatever worked against us, other team, Giants, they're probably going to use that same thing. So we've got to be able to be able to shut those type of plays down and also just not commit any penalties and also just, well, pretty much just shoot ourselves in the foot. That's pr pretty much it. That's got to be the frustrating part is that it was both games are so winnable. Yeah. 
for you all. You know, you walk out of that thinking there were so many coulda, should, would have moments in that game yeah. that could have turned things around. Yeah, it's like we were playing on two different fronts. Like we're battling ourselves while we're facing the opponent as well too. So as long as we don't do that and uh, we just like lock in and just make sure we don't commit any mistakes and shoot ourselves in the foot and we are concentrated on the opponent and we're doing everything right, should be good. Whitney, Bill O'Brien talked about Wednesday not being a good practice last week. A few of the other guys mentioned that as well. Yeah. So I got to imagine that's going to be really important <laughs> to get off to a good start with the practice week. Do you find that's true, though? If you have a really good practice Wednesday, it's going to carry over to the game. Maybe not such a good practice. You're noticing that kind of thing? Uh, the saying goes, what you do in practice, you do in a game. Mm -hmm. So pretty much if we had a poor practice on Wednesday last week and then it got kind of better on Thursday, then it got really sharp on Friday then pretty much like in the game you start off slow then it gets uh, kind of better and it's like oh man we could probably yeah, we got a chance to do this but we come up short so we've got to get it from the jump from wednesday i mean actually today on on an off day like tuesday take care of the body start watching film get get ahead on the opponent by the time we come in get the game plan and then, you know download that go on the field practice really sharp it's not going to be perfect because we just got the information pretty fresh but it has to be pretty crisp from the start, and guys got to be hustling. When you pass rush, I mean, if you end up with 10, 12 sacks, whatever, those are good numbers to get to double figures in a 16-game schedule. So there are a lot of times you're rushing a passer, you can't get there. And that's got to be really tough to deal with. And, yep. and, you know, you're looking for your first right here of the year, and so is J.J., and Duke got one last week, and that was great. But it's got to be a major effort of patience and persistence. It really is. It really is, Pat. Pass rush is just nothing but a relentless, like, pursuit to the quarterback. That's it. So it's, like, nonstop. One move doesn't work. The second move doesn't work. You just keep trying and trying and trying and trying until it comes. And uh, that's just about it. Like, in the game, there's so many plays in the game, maybe about 70 you know, on a good day. Um, that Well, actually, that's a bad day. That's a bad day for <laughs> that's the That's actually a bad day for <laughs> you want like 50. I had to correct that. <laughs> I'm tripping. But so uh, how many pitches do you throw? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. But, you know, the thing is, you just have to be very patient, like you said, and just let the play come to you. It, and it's a combination between the rush and the coverage as well, too. So we depend on the DBs just like they depend on us to get the ball out quick or to get the sack. You know, it seems like a lot of people are frustrated with the 0-2, but I felt like in that locker room, mm -hmm. a lot of guys kept saying, we're not panicking, we're not panicking. And a lot of that, is that just because you know what you have as far as talent goes, or you just know that you're that close, like Mark had said earlier, to fixing these things and, and starting to get the ball rolling? And then the second part of that is, how do you get the ball rolling? Because I feel like confidence comes with winning, mm -hmm. but how do you get that before the winning starts? It seems like it's <laughs> chicken and the egg. Right, that right. Makes sense. No, I'm with you. I'm with you on that. Ed, uh we understand we're very close. Uh, as we go back, like I said before, is dissect the film and seeing what we did wrong and what we did so poorly. It's like, man, if we didn't do that, commit a fumble on the first touch uh, for the offense, you know, put put the defense, you know, in a stressing situation. And if a the short defense, field, right. Yeah, and if the defense didn't let, you know, the Patriots score right then and there, and if we were able to help hold our own and just really calm down in the beginning of these games on defense and special teams, uh, I think we'd that would have been a different story as far as that goes. Now, how to get there and build that confidence, we, we, we have the confidence. As individual players, we have the confidence, and we understand our skill set and what to do. Now, the thing is, is practice. We have to build that confidence in practice. Um, to it, coaches don't feel too good during a Wednesday practice if it's pretty bad. Um, and, you know, they come in and tell us that, uh, well, 
calls the team meeting and tells us, hey, this practice was just terrible. It was boo-boo. Well, that's on us as the players. We control the team. The coaches just give us some tools. We use those tools to go out there and go make it happen. And so that's on as far as the leadership goes. Man, mm -hmm. they have to take it, take it, carry it over to us, and tell us, hey, we got to be accountable and hold each other to that standard. What about staying loose, though, just being loose in general? Like, it's easy to get, like, sort of wound up when yeah. you're in this situation. Yeah. How do you stay loose? The thing is, we, we just got to have fun. At the end of the day, we work so hard. We put so many hours in. We, you know, grind our bodies, grind our minds. And, uh, you know, we have many disappointments, you know, throughout this game and all that. But at the end of the day, we've got to be able to have fun despite the fact of these ad adversities. That's the thing. And once we, I say we just get back to that and just start having fun, we're going to be much more lo looser. And we, you know, we're going to play our keys just right, things like that. Hey, one thing you guys are doing well, mm -hmm. just over three yards a rush. That's, a, that's all teams are getting on you guys. That's top five in the NFL. How, I mean, over time, you keep that up. What's that going to mean for you guys? If we keep that up, I mean, that's going to place us in a, a great category for the defense uh, as far as it goes to. It's going to open things up for the rest of the defense, isn't it? Oh, yeah, no doubt, no doubt, because th that means if we're, if we're stopping the run uh, pretty stout like that, then, and we can do even better for sure, yeah. uh, as we've seen in these games, uh, then that's going to allow our rush to get there for sure, and teams have no chance, oh, well, no choice but to pass the ball. Because that's something the Titans hang your hats on. Mm -hmm. They're the exotic smash mouth. You hear them talk about it, but. They got 100 yards even. It took them 30 some yard, 30 some carries to get there. You real, and you, you know, going in, those guys are going to have to run because of what was going on at tackle and their quarterback and everything. And you guys bottled that up. Yeah, yeah, uh, and, and we understand what the philosophy of each team is. You know, going into it week to week, uh, Titans uh, always a history of smash mouth football for sure. And so we understand that's going to be a more physically demanding game versus maybe playing the Patriots who don't really run the ball as much because they have Tom Brady. Right. Uh, they keep you honest with the run game as well, too. And so if we're able to just really just understand, stop the run on first and second down, get the third down, give it third and long uh, situations so that we can go ahead and go eat on the front, yeah. front seven and the DBs as well, too. And uh, pretty much we'll have, we'll, we'll have a great defense. <laughs> All right, Whitney Merciless is here, and he's going to play at NRG Stadium in a regular season game for the first time in a long time. So I want to talk to you about that, how special that's going to be for you. And also, questions from the teammates. Any former players this week? There was one last uh, week. Not, not, not for me. Ones. Not for me. I We've got some good ones for Whitney, and it's all coming up. We're at Fuddruckers in Stafford with Whitney Merciless, the Fuddruckers Texans Players Show. <laughs> Texans Players Show, right here on Texans Radio. Show, right here on Texans Radio. Show, right here on... Now, back to Ruckers for more of the Texans Players Show. We're back, Ruckers Stafford, yes. Oh, the line was breaking up. People didn't realize we were getting back. The line to get autographs from Whitney Merciless or take your photo with him or have him sign a check. All no, of that's not happening. The third thing wasn't happening. <laughs> it's great to have him here, Whitney Merciless. In a few weeks, we'll be back here in Stafford with Whitney. Next week, back to Greenway we go with Brandon Dunn. DJ Dunny on the show next uh, week. Oh, his premiere. Yeah, looking forward to really? getting up with him. He's got a series now. He's funny. No way. He's funny. <laughs> oh, I can't. He's a regular on the questions. He's really? a regular. Yeah. Oh, he's, yeah. he's good. Oh, he's that's good. terrible. All right. So have. we <laughs> have <laughs> questions for Whitney from his teammates, right. and we will get to those now. Let's have the first question for Whitney Merciless from a Texans team, please. 
What's up, Wit? J. Joe. Got a question for you, man. You know, I know you got that high-class upscale restaurant you got there. You know, I'm a picky eater, so I have one thing for you and your chef over there. Can you guys whip me up a special burger, man? You know, that's the only thing that'll get my um, donation from me over there to you guys' business, so i definitely like to have one of them special burgers. I love the ping pong table sound effects. Oh in the my back. gosh, the whole time. It's National Cheeseburger Day, so how fitting that he oh, wants you burger. to make him a special Wait, burger. What phase are we in with the restaurant right now? Mediterranean. So is, uh, is Mediterranean it going to be Mediterranean burger? for a while longer? Uh, yeah. It's gonna, well, we just started, well, we opened September 1st, mm-hmm. and uh, we'll be running for a year long until next September 1st. Yeah. Royale with how cheese? Much of a, how what much are you of having? <laughs> <Royale>. <laughs> <Pulp> fiction. <laughs> for J. Joe, ah, with Mediterranean, I don't mm-hmm. see how it fits. Maybe we got some lamb. Shepard's talented, though. I bet some he can lamb. make it happen. If oh, he, we can make it like a lamb yeah. burger or a something. Lamb burger. Yeah. A lamb burger. A lamb burger. That would be good. That might be a good menu item. We just Maybe came up with Jay that Joe, here. Maybe not for J. Joe. That's good for Fudd Fuddruckers needs a lamb burger. Maybe not. I don't know uh, if it'd be a I huge seller I mean, here. I try it out. Do you still. serve burgers at your restaurant? No, we actually don't. When it was the steak? When it was steak, no, we didn't serve it was any steak, burgers. Right? Yeah, but I will say we've got some really first class service for sure. One of my t- well, uh, when Tristan DeCoo was here, yeah, uh-huh. um, he took his family over there, and uh, one of the servers actually ran down to McDonald's to grab the children, like some of the kids oh. and his family, some burgers and all that. So it was. Like, well, that's right. real. That's, yeah. that's that probably is. because he's your teammate. Yeah. yeah. That's like that's a regular on parts. the menu. <laughs> <laughs> what's, your, what's your favorite Mediterranean item that you guys are serving right now? What do you love to eat the most? Oh, uh, man. Yeah. <laughs> I've only been in once. Okay. You put me on the spot because I'm still trying to learn the menu and oh, all yeah. the, like, the, uh, uh, the names and all that. It's like the lamb kafta or something like that. Mm-hmm. It's, like, it's uh, kind of like a spin on beef tartare, okay. but it's lamb tartare. Wow. That's yeah. really, really good. And then we have the uh, chicken shawarma. So that's really, really good as well, too. Mike from Fud Ruckers is here. He's like, can you guys just talk about cheeseburgers and the fries? I feel like Whitney's such a foodie. Uh, we could have a whole food show with Whitney. Okay, Ooh. shout out Fud Ruckers. You got great burgers for sure. No, sorry. This is not a direct competition. No, I'm sorry. It's not a competitor. It's a different, <laughs> you know. You can eat it both. Experience. You can always eat it both. <laughs> yeah. I mean, probably okay, not back to back in the same right. night, but uh, you can certainly eat it both. Okay, next question from a teammate for Whitney Merciless, please. Brandon Dunn here. Whitney Merciless, when are you going to cut it off? He knows exactly what I'm talking about. He looked at me. He's like, he oh, knows no. exactly what I'm a... talking about. And I was like, I'm a little bit worried. Y'all let that man get on air. Oh, is that is that uh, bad? Is that bad? Just, I always just worry about inside that, jokes. That's terrible. Oh, it's okay because uh, I know exactly what he's talking about. He's talking about my hair. He's that's like, what I thought. But your yeah. hair is already a, short. What's yeah. going on with that? Why are these was guys? Why are they all problems? giving you a hard time? Ah, yeah. oh, man, they're just trying to say I got the KD look. You know, he's balding and all that. So they're trying to say that I'm balding myself. I'm like, oh, I they want you to yeah, shave your hair. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> I'm like, ah, oh, man, are you balding? Gotta... You're not balding. You're not balding so. at all. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. I'm good. I'm good. Yeah, exactly. They're trying to knock down your self confidence. No doubt. And even if you were, there's nothing wrong with that. Exactly. I'm yeah, I would have drafted in 2012, but now you're one of the older guys. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of that's what they're yeah, doing. Exactly, you know, older guy, old vet. You know, it's like you, you become a fossil guy. All right, cool, it's fine, it's fine. <laughs> so old. <laughs> the NFL, though. I mean, that's just oh, the well, problem. You're not going oh, yeah, to like this next question. Oh God! Like you said, the first day out of uh, out of bed <laughs> after game day, kind of <laughs> tough. Nick Nolte in North Dallas 40, dated reference. Sorry, everybody. Let's get to the next question for Whitney Merciless. Hey, what's up, Whitney? This is Christian Covington, your boy. Quick question for you. Did you get your haircut inspiration from Kevin Durant? 
It's like they could. It's like they just were all on that. Because Drew got some questions and I got some questions. Yeah. They see a scab and they pick at it. Oh, no <laughs> doubt. No doubt. Did you guys intentionally go to like every D lineman out there? Well, like, it's just yeah. those are guys we have. Good, not that we have bad reporters with <laughs> but you know, they chit chat with you them. Well yeah, 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 yeah. No, no, it's true, it's true, it's true. But Christian, of all people, talking about hair, like I know you guys gave him a pretty hard time about oh, his hair too. No doubt, of course. I mean, he was going for like a silver fox look or something. Like, <laughs> no, actually, Cisco. Anybody remember yeah, Cisco? Cisco. Yeah. Right, yeah, right, right, right. Yeah. Especially during He had that white blonde. Mark knows it. Mark's got yeah. it on his Spotify. Of course. I just listened to it on the way over here. <laughs> as a matter of fact. Just think of comes in every time. He did, he did. It was the same color, that whitish, grayish. <laughs> and then now it's gone. It's yeah. It's as over. an outside linebacker, you know, we always talk about tight ends and fullbacks being sort of honorary offensive linemen. Is an outside linebacker kind of an honorary defensive lineman of sorts? Because you're up there with them all the time on the line. You guys have to practice front seven yeah. a lot, too. i say both defensive lineman and cornerback or DB. Really? Yeah, at times. I mean, we drop in the coverage, too. Yeah. We should be honored, you know, honored that way. Yeah. We're a little bit of both. We're hybrids. Or yeah, sometimes safeties, too. Yeah. Right? Uh, I don't think strong safety. Strong safety. Yeah, strong safety. Well, like Tyron sometimes. He he runs up there with you all. Oh, no sometimes. doubt. No doubt. Oh, he be, yeah, he comes in there. He I mean. <laughs> he comes in there pretty hot. Oh, for sure. Definitely. He's uh He's got some spunk to him for sure. And I no, like one's, it. no one said anything about his hair inspiration. Everyone just sort of leaves no him. No one will dare. He started it. He started it. <laughs> like since he, he's been at uh, LSU. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. true. Oh, yeah. So then after that, I mean, everybody... You know, goes back to like OBJ, you know, saying he did it and all that and, you know, followed suit. But Simon, he started it for sure. I'm going with that. Yes, yeah. I agree with you. He's when got some skins on the wall, that guy. He's, yeah. he can, he kind of commands the room, doesn't he? Oh, yeah, no doubt. He does. He does. He's, uh, he's been through, you know, some things through his uh, career as well. Right. Um, person in life as well, too. And so he's, uh, he's very, like, he's very mature for himself, like, mm-hmm. you know, as far as like guys in the room and things like that. And uh, the way he leads, you see it, just like he oozes it for sure. And uh, he comes in, he tells exactly what we need to do. Um, and he's just a great leader leader within the DB room, but also the defense as well, too. It's a guy who's out there, I mean, he'll call you out as far as what you're doing wrong. Oh, you know, really? Like, and you need it. You need mm-hmm. it. Yeah. And it's like he just joined this offseason, but, mm-hmm. you know, the, the, like what Drew said, the respect that he commands, like mm-hmm. everyone listens to him because he's such a playmaker, yeah. because he's done so much in his career. Mm-hmm. It seems like it's just smooth yeah. sailing ever since he got there. He's oh, yeah. been in so well with everybody. Oh, yeah, no doubt. He's come in. He, he knew what he had to do. He, you know, adjusted to the defense just fine. And uh, also he understands that, the leadership it, it's a very important role and very important piece, especially on the defense. But I would think sometimes with the new guy coming in, it might rub guys the wrong way that have already been there. Like, mm-hmm. this guy's coming in and telling everyone else what to do. But it that just doesn't seem to be the case with Tyler. Nah, it's just the way you carry yourself. You know, that's a, that's one of the biggest things. It's that, like, a guy comes in uh, to work and really put in his, uh, you know, his dues for the team to help us win and things like that, things of that nature. Uh, the thing that really gets guys, uh, I'd say, off their horse or so or off their rocker or for the group in, in the locker room is a guy who comes in and does, you know, I don't know, just thinks he's the guy, um, you know, from the time he steps foot and thinks he's above everybody else. That is mm. not the case with Tyron. Tyron is very humble and uh, when he came in and stepped foot within the building, it was like, man, he, it's go time. He's hungry, uh, just like we're all hungry to go out there and go make some plays. So you bring all that up. It doesn't hurt, though, mm-hmm. that in 2011, so you're ripping the college game up in 2011 when he's doing that, and then all the guys after you, 
they're seeing that on Saturdays as well. I mean, that, that made an impact, what he did back that year in 2011, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Big time. Well, you're talking about when he was in college. Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. talking about when he was at LSU and you were at Illinois mm-hmm. and, yeah. and then all the guys after that. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. I, I, uh, when I started to take my path uh, to, the, to the draft and just having a very successful season, uh, I did keep up with, uh, with Tyron at that time and uh, seeing what he was doing, all the buzz he was getting. And it was very impressive to see a guy at his stature really go in there and uh, really create so much havoc mm-hmm. uh, at that position. And I was like, man, I, I, I really respect that. You know, that really fueled me. Even though I didn't know him, that fueled me in, internally, especially yeah. with all the other guys that were up on the defensive side of the ball. Whitney Merciless is with us. All right, I'm going to get back to the questions from the players in just a moment because we have people standing by questions from the crowd here, and we will get the rest of the player questions on. Who's first here today? Is it Lawrence? Yes, it is. All right, Lawrence, what do you got? Be easy on me. How's it going? This is a two-part question. Uh-oh. Which of your teammates would you let be your personal stylist for a day, and who would you not? <laughs> oh, man, that's a good question. That's a good one for player reporting. I have a follow I think we've asked that, but I'm gonna f- I have a follow-up on that. While you're thinking about that, mm-hmm. uh, Mark had not noticed. Mark thought that Bernard McKinney was showing up looking very plain Jane, I guess. <laughs> to games, and we all jumped on Mark. We were on a cab on our way to go out to eat in Nashville. We're <laughs> like, Mark, he's been wearing ties made out of metal. Yo, metal like ties. metal ties. Yeah. Mark had no idea. Well, I so saw now the Mark is then. getting a metal tie for his birthday. Oh, I man. want a metal tie. He has to wear the metal tie. Mm-hmm. I Do will you know wear where one gets a metal tie? Uh, you got to go to Hex, I think. It's like on Instagram, Hex Ties. Oh, really? <laughs> yes. Metal tie. Are yeah. you going to be wearing a metal tie soon? Never. Never? Okay. You know what excites me the most about a metal tie? I can spill stuff on it, just wipe it right off. <laughs> that is true. Don't have that to take it to the dry cleaner. Put your magnets on it, too. Yeah. Just carry yeah. it around. It's like hardwood floors. You just carpet, right? Yeah, awesome. Hardwood floors for a baby. Great. who I choose? Mm-hmm. Kareem Jackson. Re- Kareem yeah, Jackson yeah, yeah. style me. He's got. He's a very mm-hmm. dapper guy. Somebody who I would not let dress me at all. Bernard Jim McKinney. <laughs> there you go. You don't want to wear a metal tie. tailored now, though. I no, no doubt. No doubt. He, he, last year. What was it? Last year or the year Maybe before? Maybe two years two ago. Two years ago. He was looking like, I don't know. Because this came up on Player Report. A little too yeah. unique if you yeah. want to say it Pretty nicely, colorful. right? Yeah. Kareem suits are very form-fitting, though. You can't really eat much no, on those not, flights. <laughs> no, not even. I'll probably be busted out of those <laughs> things for sure. Going, unbutton. Unbutton. <laughs> Next question from the crowd. What's your name? Elaine. Hi, Elaine. Hi. What do you have? Um, who are some old running backs or quarterbacks that you would have been intimidated to play against? Running backs and quarterbacks? Yes. Um, let's see. That's a good question. Really old guys like <laughs> Eli Manning. No, just kidding. <laughs> he's class of 04, though. He's, yeah, he's, he's getting up there. Years. Yeah. yeah. Um, I would say, gosh, Dan Marino. That would be intimidating. Mm-hmm. Uh, no. Oh, I don't know if he's considered, but uh, Mike Vick, though. Like, yeah. can we consider him in there? Sure. He's intimidating. Of course. Sure. I mean, the way he had the guy moves, like when he was in his prime. I mean, right. I don't care how good of a defensive player you were. He's not letting you take him down at yeah. all. At all. And then, uh, gosh, uh, Emmett Smith? Yeah. yeah. Emmett Smith, hard rusher to bring leader. down. Yeah. All-time leading rusher. Mm-hmm. Okay, thank you for the question. Let's get uh, a couple more in here. What's your name? Uh, Josh. Josh, what do you have? So if you were cooking a Haitian meal for your teammates, what would your go-to be? That is good. Oh, I got this. Man, great question. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So this is what I would whip up. Fried plantain bananas. I say in the Caribbean, we have the best plantain bananas fried all time. No mm-hmm. doubt it's crispy. It's good. Uh, and then we, ha- good. W- we have also what is called peaklies. It's like assortment of peppers. So it's chopped up cabbage, 
assortment of peppers that's chopped up. It's fermented in vinegar and lime. And then you can throw in like peas to, you know, soak up the juice. You know, when you bite into it, it just busts and like it's just like, I don't have this stuff. But um, <laughs> ju just to cover the food and all that. So you put that on top of the, uh, the fried plantain banana. And then what we have also is called grill. Grill is like a pork shoulder chopped up in his bits and then fried. And then you put that right on top. Ooh. Nice little bite. Oh, crunchy, it yeah. It's good. Crunchy with the pork. That sounds good. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right, next question. Boy, this kid's getting huge. <laughs> Liam is his name, right? Yes. It's not my Liam. It's another Liam. He's a regular. What do you got, Liam? <laughs> um, what's the most difficult part about having to quickly adjust in the defense that fans don't see? His voice dropped two octaves since last year. <laughs> He's going to sound like David Ruffin next yeah. year. Hello. <laughs> Hi, Whitney. Yeah. How are you? I'm Liam. Uh, one of the difficult adjustments um, to face, it's the... I'd say when they plan against us, uh, as far as the quick throws against mm -hmm. the pass rush or something we've never seen before, like a Wildcat that was not in the film, uh, film preparation. Mm -hmm. And so those type of adjustments are very difficult within the game. And when you see it for the first time and you're out there just playing the regular defense that you are planned to play against the team, the entire time, and that comes that situation comes up. It's like, oh snap! What do we do now? Yeah. Now we've got to come back on the sideline after we've went through that mm -hmm. to adjust on the fly, and then hopefully guys remember it in the heat of the battle to go out there and go execute. Is Romeo talking to you at that point, or is it your position coach? How, how do you handle that? Uh, Romeo talking to us, also our position coach as well too, because individually we have different assignments mm -hmm. um, that we have to get down right. in order to you know close gaps or. Uh, see what the play fake is or something like that. Right. So it seemed the like they ran that Wildcat like in mm -hmm. succession like four times, but then we didn't really see it much in the second half at all. We didn't yeah. see it at all in the second half, did because we? When, yeah, exactly. When we then first you saw adjusted it. to it probably at Exactly, that point. exactly. And it, it, was very, it was successful a little bit against us in the first half. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, we did, it, well, they had the, the jet sweep motion that came around, yep. and they had that. Also, um, Derrick Henry ran it like down, down our throat pretty much right. essentially. Uh, one time, and so they it was successful, so therefore they're going to come back to it. But mm -hmm. obviously we're going to adjust to it, and they took it away. The jet sweep thing was interesting because if you can do that out of the Wildcat, then it changes everything. Yeah. It's not just like, all right, this guy's not going to throw the ball, mm -hmm. just get ready for a run, but now it's like it could go to the outside. It could be affected that way. Yep. But now that you've faced that one time, is that something that you prepare for every week? Because, you, like you said, mm -hmm. teams are going to copycat what worked well against you all. So do you just sort of add that to your playbook, to your repertoire now? Like if, I, if the play like that happens, these are the moves, and you, pra you start practicing those That's a possibility. I mean, it, it is a possibility. Um, I mean, the Wildcat's not a new concept, but no. you but don't see it at least you've been through often. it now this yeah. year, so you, let's do that thing we did against it that worked. Exactly. Right? It, it just depends on the tendency of the team or the opponent that we're facing that week. And mm. uh, even so, what, you know, we'll go through it and we'll say, hey, did, from now on, this is our check to this Wildcat you know, offensive look or whatnot. And then we'll just know that and just refresh on it every now and then. But then we'll just really just focus in on the tendencies of that team because most likely they're not going to change their whole entire offense, uh, mm -hmm. offensive scheme just based off of, you know, what they seen last week. They're just going to pop in maybe one or two things, but they're just going to do their whole deal that they're very comfortable with doing. 
All you right, Whitney Merciless oh, is with us. We're going to take a question. A... I'll get to it after. All right. Jeez, all your questions. We've got questions from players. We've got a lot of questions, Whitney. I have a lot of talking to do. We have another segment here. I have a lot of answers. I have a lot of answers. We'll have Texans All Access here at 7 o'clock as well. Fuddruckers and Stafford for the Fuddruckers Texan Players Show. The Big Finish is up next. The Fuddruckers Texans Players Show continues in a moment. with more of the Texans Players Show, live from Fuddruckers. All right. All right, so Whitney Merciless is here, and we did not get to our final players question. We'll get to your question in a moment, ma'am. And by ma'am, I mean D.B. Sidhu. Sure. So mm-hmm. we'll get to yours in a moment, but let's get to our final player question for Whitney Merciless, please. Hi, Whitney. This is Brian Peters, your teammate, number 52. And I would love to ask you what your favorite, absolute favorite part of your vacation your gorgeous, amazing beach vacation to Haiti was like this year. Thank you. Oh, and what was the worst part? <laughs> uh, well, I mean, in all seriousness, well, I like it, wasn't, that he it did exactly not go swimmingly. The best <laughs> and the worst part. Mm. What's that mean? I know mm. you can't share everything about that, so. Mm. Um. It was wonderful. It was wonderful. I mean, you know, the best part about it is because I have a lot of family down there. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been about seven years since I've been back. Wow. So I've been there about at least three times in my lifetime, now four. Um, so I got to see, you know, cousins, aunts, uncles I hadn't seen in a long time, seeing the nieces and nephews that I got a chance to ch- change their diapers, and now they're just, like, all grown up. They're, like, <laughs> 15 now. And I'm just like, oh, my gosh. They're scared to talk to me. They're like, <laughs> never seen you before. <laughs> yeah, you. I know. You don't remember. But it's awesome to see them. Uh, I see my grandma as well, too. And, uh, you know, I love my country, like, my heritage and all that. And, uh uh, every, all the fun things I can do down there. I mean, they're, they're, like from Port-au-Prince, it's only about 30 minutes away to from like some of these gorgeous beaches. I saw like a puffer fish like swim up shore. Wow. I was like, okay, that's good. This is cool. Crystal blue. It's amazing. And I, I understand like a lot of things that, uh, you know, within the media, um, as far as like CNN or national news, uh, you know, especially with Donald Trump with the uh, comments that he made against, uh, you know, Haiti, right. uh, Haiti and its people and all that. But it's a beautiful country at the end of the day. Uh, it's not their fault that the country is the way that it is. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, you have to go back through history to understand exactly why it got to where it is today because Haiti became, it just got shunned from the entire world. That's mm-hmm. why. Um, they had to pay back a debt to France, and that broke the country. Um, and that's why, I mean, they paid. They didn't have to pay that debt, but they paid that debt back in full. And so that broke mm-hmm. the country, its economy. Um, you know, that's why people like Haitians, they only probably earn maybe, maybe $2 a day down there. Wow. And uh, so I just love how strong my people are uh, mm-hmm. down there. And that's where I, I, like, I excel in football because of my parents' strong will and their spirit and just their, uh, their faith, their strong faith in God and everything. And so that's where that comes from. And so that, and for me, the best part was just visiting family and all that. The worst part, I would say, I don't know, mosquitoes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Lots of them. Well, yeah, yeah. We have those in got Houston. Those here too. Yeah, we yeah. Got them it's not here. so bad. Yeah. It's almost like being in Houston where there's puffer fish and beautiful <laughs> beaches and ocean and all. How has the country rebuilt itself? Now, the, the last few years. Uh, the last few years, pretty much, uh, uh, you know, there's been efforts be- between, you know, Haiti, its government, and, you know, uh, the UN, its efforts, also the U.S. as well, too, to help and, you know, the Red Cross. 
can help clean up some of the rubble off the street. Also, just, you know, through all the disasters like the earthquakes, um, yeah. the hurricanes, the flooding and stuff, and things like that, just to remove a lot of, uh, and I, I don't know, like, you know, the rubble, destruction, the death and all that, just remove bodies and stuff like that in order to, you know, really create a clean environment for the people as well, too. Now, when I went there for my first time, and that was about when I was like 10, and the streets were pretty much, there was a whole bunch of rubble down there. Now there's asphalt, and there's streetlights, actually. And so they've done a great job. It's, uh, it's been slow, but they're, they're progressing. They're mm -hmm. progressing slowly. But one of the issues is corruption, which mm -hmm. there's corruption within every system. Right. Um, you know, just a handful of bad cookies. And that's one of the issues that really has set the country back, um, back in time pretty much, without allowing it to progress forward. Because each time a new leader steps up, um, comes in, he, they don't really do a great job, or there's, uh, well, it's not, it's sometimes it's not their fault because they're being pressured by the corrupt individuals within that system to continue to do uh, the bad things you know, against the people mm -hmm. and all that. And that's where you get this whole turmoil between the battle between the government and the people. Well, Whitney should, Whitney should uh, teach uh, history classes. <laughs> I mean, Funny thing about that, I hated history. You did? <laughs> oh, yeah, I love math and chemistry. Right. But it's your country, but it's too. But I think yeah. it's different when it's your roots. It, it yeah. reminds me a lot of my parents taking me to India when I was growing up. Like, yeah. just seeing it change over the years. Like, mm -hmm. when you first go to a third world country yeah. after living here, like, you have a whole new appreciation for how people live here. Yeah. And, you know, what how what circumstances people live in, in you know, around the world. I think it's, it's, a, it's a great eye-opening. No, I agree. Because, like, uh, you know, as bad as things are, like, right now, you know, as far as, like, everybody says, like, it's been a, an oral with Owen, too, and all that. But... For me, it's very different because I know uh, I've seen the hardships. I've seen the hardships that my parents went through. Mm -hmm. I understand. Like, you got perspective. Yeah, exactly. How short life can be. And I'm like, you know what? At the end of the day, it's not so bad. I'm, I'm able to change everything. Like, I mean, I'm able to walk around. I'm able to breathe. I'm able to drive, do something mm -hmm. so simple. Such a simple task. Mm -hmm. And I don't take it for granted. And that's and when I look at football and where we're at in this position, I know we got a lot of time to turn it around. So right. we can stop freaking people, out. People have uh, overcome much worse adverse situations. Exactly. Than Owen <laughs> Well, your <laughs> own team has. Early. In 2015, <laughs> you know, you guys went through. It, that was as bad as it could get, being 2-5 and five, and the way you went to 2-5 and five and everything. Yeah. People talk about this loss being, <laughs> I mean, some, I know they were just doing on 6-10 maybe, like, what were the worst losses in franchise history? I I'm just going to say this. It's not even close. We were, we and it's unfortunate because i got many more I could put way, way in front of it. Like in, in, in 15 when you lost to Atlanta and Miami, those were those really were perplexing, really tough losses. Oh, they're terrible. I mean, it was a spanking. It yeah. was a spanking for sure. And, uh, you know, yeah, looking back at that, you know, just especially the 2-14 and 14 season that we had, just it was just a spiral just downhill. Yeah, I said that Sunday night game against San Francisco. Oh, my gosh. What about this Sunday night game? Well, I think it was a Sunday night game against the Packers where they said uh, Aaron Rodgers scored six touchdowns. Yeah, that was not good. Yeah, yeah. That 2012. Was 12. That was your rookie that was year. It. No, no, that was my rookie year. Yeah. 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 That was, he, was, was like, he was like a surgeon that. That wasn't like you guys played horribly. It was like he was, oh, he was, he was throwing passes that, you know, like <laughs> the ball would get here and J.J.'s hand would get like, you know, like he was uh, this yeah. close. That so was he's just ridiculous. He's really good. This just yeah. in. <laughs> but let me ask you this about the two and five start and the feeling around the building and the locker room then. Mm -hmm. I mean, you can't even compare it to what you're going through now. I mean, your guys are kind of loaded right now. Yeah. I mean, I, I hesitate to use that word, but you got a lot going for you, really. 
Yeah, you know, uh, our two and five start. Um, was that the Hard Knocks year? I think that, that was the Hard Knocks year. That was Hoyer yeah. and Mallet yeah. <laughs> and Yates. Uh, that was and no dirt <laughs> disrespect <laughs> towards them, but well, yeah, yeah, it's a little different now. But you fun beat year. Tennessee to go to three and five, then you beat the Bengals when they were eight and no and all of that. Yeah, exactly. Now, I will say, we, the level of talent that we have now, we didn't have then back mm-hmm. then. Um, and now the panic around that time is like almost like, oh, man, our season was over. Right. Two and five. Mm-hmm. We're on two. Sky's not falling. Like, we are good. We are good. Trust me. We just got to correct some things. We're very talented, and we have a hungry team. We all want to play and make plays. Now, I don't know if that – well, nobody sees everything that goes on behind the scenes. But we are just amped up. Like, since the beginning of the season, we were just amped up to start getting these wins and, like, start winning for the city, for ourselves, you know, just do everything that we can. Now, we just have to get back to just having fun, just relaxing, Mm -hmm. just be us, and just play loose. That's it. Now we're just uh, like we're just so uptight and just like we're not trying to make all the mistakes. Like football is imperfect. We try to be as perfect as we can. The plays, uh, play that there's going to be plays that just happen to go right. for the other team's way. They get paid too. Mm-hmm. It's just the person who makes the least mistakes at the end of the day and plays the most sound football all around from offense mm-hmm. to special teams and defense. That's about it. I get the feeling that one huge play on defense oh. could really. Yeah, just a pick six yeah. or something big, a sack fumble yeah, could yeah. just get everybody rolling, especially at home when you get the fans going Ex- and everything. Exactly. Kind of like uh, it was it two and five, uh, first game home. Uh, well, one of the games home against mm-hmm. Tennessee uh, where J.J., I forget the play that J.J. had, but uh, after that it was just over. And we got like, I think, a total of seven sacks on a day or something like that. It was crazy. Just going crazy. Yeah. DP, what was your question? Actually, my question was along those lines because I remember DJ Reader saying, you know what the other team's going to do every week. You pretty much know because you've done your film study, but it's just a matter of executing yeah. to do it because that's actually harder said than done. It's mm-hmm. not that you don't know what's coming at you. You pretty much know what the other team's game plan is for the most part. Yeah. Like you were saying, you know the team's tendencies. Mm-hmm. You've done your, your homework. But to actually execute and to get everything perfectly and everybody working together is, is actually the toughest part. Yeah, that's it. That's it. It's, uh, you know, it, and it has to go through the preparation each week. But by the time we get to the game, we've got to be able to flip that switch. Well, not flip the switch, but the switch has to be already <laughs> on, <Yeah. laughs> and, you know, ready to go. And we have to understand that we can't play to the level of that team. We can't play to the level, you know, that they're cut or the speed that they're playing at. We have to play our own ball. That's, uh, man, like, I mean, smashing them in the mouth, which we know we're, we're known to do, create havoc, which we're known to do, and just go out there and go have fun and just fly around as fast as we can. That's about it. And, and when we do that, we're great at the end of the day. What, what do you remember about facing Eli in 2014? Ooh, okay. One play I had, I was covering the tight end, back corner of the end zone, left back corner. Uh, my hand was just inches away and uh, just missed that play. Somehow mm. he made the tell- catch with like one hand. Larry Donnell. Yep, and I was so mad. I was like, what? Uh, that is just ridiculous. And the rest of the day just pretty much went on because uh, that same way. I mean, we kept on getting gashed in the run game. Couldn't stop that. Uh, Eli was having a day. He was just hot. Yeah. It, like, it, it, like he, w- he wasn't hot until he got to us, and then all of a sudden he just <laughs> turned it on. I'm just like, how do you how even do it? Happen? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Different team then versus now, but they got, they got a running back. This is Saquon Barkley. Yeah. He's legit, isn't he? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Looking at film and why, seeing what he did through the preseason and also his last you know, two games, I, he's definitely in the real deal. I think so, but we'll, we'll see once we face him uh, because we have, like we have to stop the run and we've got guys up front within that button that front seven that can stop the run for sure no matter who it is uh and uh, you know 
he's a guy who's got bigger legs. You got to be able to tackle him. Like it's not going to take an arm tackle. He'll break yeah. those all day. And he's got he's his, and for his size, um, he's pretty shifty. You know, built low to the ground, pretty shifty, and you know has some great moves as we've seen in in college as well too. And so pretty much we're going to have to be able to manage that within the game. He caught 14 passes Sunday against Dallas. That's a Giants record in a game. Well. They're using them a lot. They're, they're using them a lot. You know, well, not for a lot of yards. No, yeah. a lot of short yardage stuff. A lot yeah. of checkdowns by Eli. But they said that he's really dip, like you said. He's hard to bring down. Yeah. You better bring some friends with you. Exactly. <laughs> and then you know, and that's what team defense is all about. Like it doesn't matter if one guy misses a tackle, but you have a whole swarm coming yep. over there. Like we have examples from that last year, where I mean, there was a, gosh, I forget what game it was. I think it was like Tennessee or something like that. Um, swing pass out to the flat, screen mm -hmm. pass or something like that. Somebody misses a tackle. It's either K-Jack or Eddie Pleasant, but you've got all 11 guys come to the ball, and that ball goes nowhere. All right, we talked about the restaurant. Anything else that you want to talk about that you're doing these days? I know you're always busy in the community. Probably oh, yeah. every Tuesday you're doing something. Yeah, definitely. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, my, my foundation with Mercy. So we do mm -hmm. have an event coming up, which is going to be November 5th on a Monday. Okay. And uh, it'll be a special little event. It's going to be fun. Uh, and we're going to be celebrating some really special Houstonians that uh, have done a great job within a community since the time they've been here in Houston. Mm -hmm. um, and so that's going to be fun, you know, nominating them for like a few awards and stuff like that that we have planned uh, from the foundation standpoint. And uh, for our sponsors and, you know, supporters, uh, it's just going to be a fun night overall. Excellent. November 5th. Yep. Wear your metal tie. Yeah, yeah I'll wear my metal tie. Gold metal tie. <laughs> I'm sure Whitney will be <laughs> tweeting about that, and we'll get that out there to you. All right, Whitney, thanks so much, and we'll be back here in a few weeks, so oh, that'll be no good. Right. Hey, appreciate it. Thank you so much. How about it for Whitney Merciless here, Fuddrucker Stafford, Texans All Access, coming up from right here on Texans Radio. Can I say something? Can I say something? Oh, wait, wait. Are we still Everybody here? Everybody can go follow all that through withmercy.org. And you can follow us on Instagram. Withmercy.org. Yes. Mercy with an I. Yep. Withmercy.org. Twitter is everything. And what, what, how about that hamburger? Wait a minute. <laughs> I'm just See? completely, I was oh throwing it into a break. God. And That's a written tune hamburger. hamburger the size of a pizza. Uh, is, this, is this like a challenge? It's like a pizza. Or oh is this gosh. a candy camera Wait, moment. he's got a place Sunday. Don't make him eat that. Yo, Luke better not see this. <laughs> oh, yeah. I know. Luke Richardson. <laughs> That's not good for your diet. You know what? Just say you're lifting it. It's part of your weight training. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, there we go. Good. Uh, <laughs> all right, Texans uh, All Access coming up. This next. has to be a prank. Texans Radio. <laughs> <I gotta hear> <laughs>